You're listening to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Teacher Podcast, everyone. This is uh, episode 61. Hope you all had a wonderful uh, 4th of July. And uh, we are going to be doing one more episode today, and I'm going to take a little break. Uh, next week, I'll be in Ohio at the Ohio uh, State String Teachers Workshop and taking some time for a little family vacation and um, a friend's vacation. And then I'm back to school July 26th, everybody. So it's uh here we go right here we go but I have a wonderful guest and I want to uh, bring her uh, on camera here and so here is our wonderful guest Anne Marie Patterson thank you so much for being here today Anne Marie thank you so much for having me on the show I'm a big fan <laughs> uh, well I, I'm a huge fan of yours too we have uh, you have so many great resources out there uh, we got to do a, a webinar what a few years ago now already uh, through Asta. And um, I've all and, and then just getting to see all the great work you do um, with your website and your your books. We'll talk about that. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, you, where you are, and a little bit about your background and your career. Sure, I am in uh, Fairfax County, Virginia. I teach at uh, Frost Middle School. Um, I I love middle school orchestra. It's just it's just my niche. Uh, I just uh, they're I, fun. I, yeah, I've taught the, the <laughs> others. I've taught elementary. I've taught high school, and I feel like with elementary, you're just you, you work so hard to create them, and then you pass them off right away to somebody else, and you don't really get to develop them. But by high school, I feel like they're I don't know a little bit more set in their ways, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, I I just love teaching that that middle area where they're just still figuring things out. You know, yeah. there's no reading or key signatures, but you know, you I feel like you can have the most impact on their development. You definitely. You know, yeah, you definitely make a huge difference, you know, yes. in their lives and you can kind of shape them. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they're the most the most malleable there in that in that yeah. school. And um I in my school, I it's just a fantastic school. and I have uh, a wonderful uh resources. I have a brand new room. We just got renovated Ooh, and very nice. Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> we have practice rooms, we have space, I have a locker room. So is it like uh, a brand new construction? Um, well, or so my, it, my, my, uh, the, the, the music wing is a whole new, uh, new build. Hmm. Um, and so, uh, I finally have a room myself. The previous years I had to share and toggle oh. back and forth between band and chorus. So that was, uh, that not fun for Did anyone. Did you just get that this year then? Yes. This was my oh. first year. So we've, we've had our first year in the new space. I bet it was like a renaissance of just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have all this. Yes, yeah. I can. I can have a desk in you know that is well. I had a desk before, but it was you know in my classroom where yeah. I could just you know grab what I need, and yeah. it's just everything is you know I, I lock up at the end of the day, and it's all still there in the morning when I come back. You know, <laughs> <laughs> not not trying to share and, and feel like you know I always felt like I was kind of in the way of the other teachers. The you know the band teacher wants yeah. things his way, and the course teacher wants things her way. You know, so that was. Well, now you have your room, your area, your yes. office your practice rooms and you yes, can, and yeah. the, the community is so fantastic the students come in uh we have um four levels of orchestra i only teach seventh and eighth grade orchestra mm. but for only two grade levels i have four different levels everything from basically beginner you know i can i can take beginners to the, mm -hmm. the lowest level um all the way up to kids. I'm not kidding. Playing Paganini caprices, pay, playing I, but better than I do. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Wow. Uh, they 
they come in with uh, a lot of them have had private lessons. And, okay. You know, play forever. And so I do have a wide range. So even though it's middle school, I have everything from, you know, basically elementary level through high school level playing, you know, so. At the middle, at seventh and eighth grade. Yep. Now, do you start uh, fresh beginners like from scratch in seventh grade too? Not often. Okay. Uh, although this coming year, I know that I'll have a couple of uh, complete beginners. Okay. Um, and I've, I think the only time I did that before was actually during COVID, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the student was too shy to turn on his camera though, so I don't think uh, I don't think he made as much progress as maybe would have been if he had been in class, but mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so I I can accommodate the beginners. Nice. Um, mostly that lower level class have had some training before, but okay. you know, just... That's great though. That's great that you have that wide variety. Uh so then how long have how long have you been teaching where are you from? I I forget <laughs> where, where all those details. All the details. Well, <laughs> I, I, my, my life is sort of a case study of don't do it this way. This, this is not. I, this I think we all do that though, don't we? Uh, everybody out there, my, I, my, my I'm sure everybody's done that at some point, right? <laughs> don't do it like this. This is not the right way. It was so. My, my path has been so curvy. Uh, you know. So when whenever you have to fill out that, how many years have you been teaching? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What counts? Does private lessons count? I, I started teaching a kid when I was in high school, my senior year. Right. I taught a kid, you know, lived out in the country and just wanted to learn to play the violin. And um, I saw years later that he uh, had had a, a song successfully public or uh, produced whatever in Nashville. And he what? said in the, in, the, in the news article that they wrote <laughs> about this kid, they said um, that the only music training he ever had was some violin lessons when he was a little kid. Like that was me. There I had that on my very first student. <laughs> he goes off and, and, and writes music in Nashville. So that's amazing. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I grew up in uh, Pennsylvania, actually mm -hmm. right on the, the border between Pennsylvania and Maryland uh, on a fruit orchard. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, I grew up working and I, I think that probably had a pretty big impact on my, my work ethic. You know, I, if I'm not doing something, I feel like something's wrong, you know, like no, I, I know. And this summer I started sleeping in, I mean, I'm usually a 4:45 AM riser, wow. you know, that's just like every, like that's what it is. And I went, when I, when I went to Alaska and I got back from Alaska, my system was all messed up, my timing. And now I've been sleeping until like seven every day. And I'm like, what am I going to do when I have to go to school? Cause like, uh -huh. I like to get up in the morning and do my coffee and take my time and maybe check email or whatever. And then I'll, you know, my kids will get up and then I'll take take them or whatever. And, uh, it's like, yeah. So it's, it's messed me up a lot sleeping in. <laughs> so I'm yeah. like, I'm like you. Cause I, I feel like I just wasted two hours sleeping. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. The productivity <laughs> of the day has come down like 80%. Whatever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no. So I, I grew up, um, you know, helping out on the farm and after school and Saturdays and all, all summer long, you know, I was, I was up I, at the, at the market by seven 30 every morning, you know, wow. seven 30 till six, most, uh, most summer days. Mm -hmm. So, uh, 
you know, and my, my school orchestra program in high school was not the greatest. Uh, I, I think a lot of teachers uh, tend to come from good programs mm-hmm. where they would have a wonderful teacher and they say that I want to be that person. <laughs> I, I want that job. Um, that was not me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It was, I mean, our orchestra program was more of a club. We met after school. On oh, Mondays. okay. Just, you know, and the, the teacher was a trumpet player. It was, it was not a good situation. Yeah. I mean, we had one, uh, one orchestra in our high school and, uh, they were, you know, we were decent, but then I think about it and I look around and I was like, I remember there were kids who were like well, way better than me. Even as a senior, there were some sophomores that are just like phenomenal players and then we had kids like that would filter to the back. And I remember kids really, really, really struggled. And so I'm thinking about that. And I didn't look at it from the teacher perspective back then, but I just knew what, you know, who my friends were and where we were. Like, you know, we had seating and everything. And But we had one orchestra and it was like, wow. And yeah. now I feel very fortunate to have, I have four uh, this this year, my new high school, and um, it's going to be great. So, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting what, um, what some of the experiences that we had growing up and then where we end up, you know, taking our, our programs and our levels or uh, what we get to experience uh, as teachers. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I, well, I took private lessons. My family was very musical. Uh, everybody, you know, played something and we had a family joke that, you know, whenever two or more are gathered, we're going to be expected to play. And, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I just, I just grew up playing and I loved it. Right. Um, and, and, and my, my parents were very supportive and got me private lessons with, uh, I took lessons with the, uh, my, you know what? My first violin teacher was the first female violinist of the National Symphony. Whoa, really? And yes. And she would tell stories about, you know, going in there and all these men being like, what are you doing here? You don't belong here. You're not one of us. You know, wow. kind of like, you know, oh, broke, boy. Oh, broke boy. that ceiling for us. Yeah. So, um, and then I took lessons with a um, member of the Baltimore Symphony. So very, you know, high, mm-hmm. high um, powered, you know, great teacher. Uh, but it was really my, my youth orchestra, I think, experience that sort of kept me motivated. Oh, yeah. The kids that were also competitive and going to you know districts and regionals, et cetera. Um, so I I credit the my youth orchestra, you know, as as my um, you know the the push to to continue to to play because otherwise I think I probably would have just dropped out. It was not a good experience in school. Yeah, my my students asked me like, what what youth orchestra were you in, Dr. Laux? I was like, I wasn't good enough to get into even a regional <laughs> orchestra let alone uh, like an all state or, or anything like, I mean, in Cleveland, it was pretty competitive, but mm-hmm. I wasn't even close. And so um, I, yeah. owe, I owe so much to my undergraduate uh, teacher, Dr. or Howard Beebe, because um, without him, mm-hmm. I, I would not have made it, you know? So he really yeah. pushed me hard, but I didn't have those skills. So I tell the students like, you're more advanced than I was when right. I was, when you know, I was in high school, you know, yeah. then I also joke about the cell phones and I'm, like, well, remember the cell phone? I, I, I'll tell you about the cell phone I had in high school, which they're like, what was it? I'm like, they're like, was it a first iPhone? I'm like, no, we didn't have any cell phones. <laughs> I always joke about that, but, uh, yeah. but yeah. And, and it's, it's a serious thing. It's like, you know, and I tell my students the same thing. If I had the grades and the, uh, the test scores now, I wouldn't be yeah. admitted to any of the universities I hold degrees from, which is pretty, pretty crazy. Cause I didn't have that. I didn't have uh, the academics. I didn't really have um, as much uh, support as a lot of my students have now. So it was kind of me doing my own thing. And I worked and paid for stuff. And, you know, so for me, it was, um, I, I made a lot of my progress after high school and not uh, during, I started lessons in ninth grade, I think. So, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So wow. it was really late compared to a lot of my peers, you know. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you but know, it could be it, done. It absolutely can yeah. be done. Um, but I, I didn't come out of high school with that goal of becoming a string teacher like so many of our colleagues have had that you know goal. Um, so I went to college and uh, just majored in music because they said, don't major what you think you want a job in, just major in what you enjoy doing. Okay, that's I, smart. Honestly, that's a really great uh, piece of advice. Yeah, I, I just didn't think a music career was even possible. I thought you had to be a child prodigy and I wasn't that. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, but they said major what you enjoy. So I majored mm-hmm. in music performance. Um, and one summer I ended up uh, being a practice supervisor at Interlochen. Oh. And that was my first experience. Uh, I, you know, it wasn't my responsibility to teach them, but I would go from room to room, um, making sure that they weren't, you know, just running off during their practice sessions, <laughs> that they were actually focused, you know, because you can't have little kids unattended. Yeah. So my job was to, to just sort of like oversee. But, you know, as I would check in with them, they'd ask me questions and I'd help them. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed it. And some of the kids started saying, you're helping me more than my private teacher, you know, thank you so much, you know, and, and, and somebody else pointed out like, you're really good at this. You should do this. So, um, so you went in, you went as a performance major. Yes. Oh, okay. No, well, so yeah. So my undergrad was performance. And so the interlocking thing happened, I think the year before, no, that was before my junior year. Anyway, I I probably should have. It was in the middle somewhere. Right. My, my school didn't offer a music ed degree. Oh, okay. What what college did you go to? This this was Washington and Lee university. Okay. Okay. Virginia, Lexington. Um, great, great school, uh, you know, fantastic. And, and I'm sure they've probably grown the music program since I was there, but I, I don't, it's not really a teaching school. I mm-hmm. don't know if they have an ed program. Um, so they had music performance, music theory, and um, uh, music history, I think were the three okay. choices. So, um, but I, I didn't, uh, I don't know. I, I wish somebody had sort of whispered in my ear, you should probably change schools. Um, but I didn't, I stayed there and finished the, the performance degree. Um, and, but I wanted, you know, I wanted to teach. And so I went for a master's degree and, um, but at the time I, I didn't want to be just an average orchestra teacher. Uh, I think I kind of had that little chip on my shoulder of disrespecting, you know, some of the teachers of my past right. and thinking, I want to do better. <sighs> And at Washington and Lee, it was such a small school that there weren't really a bunch of other performance majors for me to play with. And I, you know, I couldn't even form a string quartet because we didn't have a cellist. I mean, it was just, it was really small. Um, so, uh, um, so I wanted to, to get myself surrounded by other really good musicians. And as I was also working on a music performance, deg- a music ed degree. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I went off to, to grad school. I was kind of that uh, square pe- square peg in a round hole thing. You know, trying to get <laughs> yeah. into music ed, but from a performance. Uh, but, um, and I, I'm going to leave the names out at this point because I'm not trying to slander any sure. institutions or any individuals. That's not the point. But uh, what happened in grad school was that um, my professor at first was very supportive of my performing and um, really referred to me as the shining star of the music ed department. And I remember thinking, what did I do to deserve that? I, you know, <laughs> Because I yeah. haven't taught anybody anything, right. so how have I, you know, excelled? Well, I mean, maybe they saw your um, your potential, and uh, well, I, you know, you have the, I think you have uh, the a great teacher personality. So that well, you know, that's that's you, you you you. I mean, in my students, I know I can see when they come in, and I I want them to be like I know I would love them for them to go into education just because of who they are and how they are and how they 
carry themselves and their personality and, and how they care about other people and how they converse mm-hmm. and their communication skills. And that's probably what it was. Well, but I was also performing. I yeah. had gotten myself into the uh, university orchestra. I mean, you know, I, I was like up in the front row. You oh, know, wow, I, great. I wasn't in the back. I was in the front row of the university orchestra, chamber orchestra, opera orchestra. Wow. I got into the local professional symphony and my, my string quartet made it to the finals of a national competition. Wow. So I was bringing you... some sunshine to the music ed department where I think they didn't normally. Ah, know. okay. Yeah. yeah. And you're the, viola, the... right? Um, no, violin. Oh, violin. Okay. I don't know why I thought you were viola for a second. Okay. So you you play violin. Awesome. So, yeah. Mm. So I was playing, but I, my professor told me under, I mean, I remember the words he used. Teachers don't perform. You need to stop playing. I, he said those words to me. I mean, wow. like, I know we're yeah. all in shock now. Yeah, I, I think this was kind of an older uh, mindset. And uh, he, he was adamant that I needed to stop playing. And I think that if we had had this conversation, I, I think what he felt was that I was really, that my heart was in being a performance person and mm-hmm. that I was getting the music ed degree as a safety degree. Safety. Yeah. And people say that all the time. It's like, well, I'll get the music ed degree, uh, you know, for a backup. I'm like, no, no, no. Right. When I was at the university, I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't do it that way. You teach from here. Right. And uh, if you don't want to teach from here, then don't teach, please. You know? And right. so I made it yeah. very clear. And I said, I would always tell them, you can use your performance part as a backup, you know, right. or as a supplement, because we know we love performing, we love playing. And, and as you get to be a teacher, it gets more difficult to do depending on your you know, situation, <laughs> family and whatever. Um, but for me, and my teacher was like, you ne- even though you're a teacher, you need to be able to play and you need to continue playing. And I think you know, yes. I mean, that was a uh, it's a Bob Gillespieism too. Is like the teacher should continue performing on their instrument, and Bob was a prime primary example of that with the, the pro musica he played with, and I mean, he mm-hmm. he plays all the time. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I think it's I think the best teachers, if they're able to, you know, with, mm-hmm. given their time considerations and family first, you know, all that should continue to play. And uh, I think it's really important. I play, I play with the Alexandria symphony and it's just like, you know, four or five times a year. But um, I talk to my students about what I'm doing and they get so excited about it. I, I had like 12 different orchestra families come to my performance this year. I was because I was so excited about it. And, you know, and I always tell them I can get two free tickets, but everybody else, you know, you gotta, you know, know, bringing kids into the, into the performance venues and their eyes just go like this. They're like, wow, I had no idea. Yeah. You definitely um, can inspire them and inspire them to continue to play and want to real and make, and also for me, it's making them realize that, yeah, you're a teacher, but you can also play. And it's not, yes. you know, uh, what, what is the saying? Uh, the, those who can it, perform. Yeah, <laughs> thank teach. you. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's not how it works. You know? No. Yeah. No. And I, I want them to see me being successful in that area because honestly, it does it, it does affect their perception of me and their respect. And they're yes. like, oh, yeah, I need to listen to you because you're not making this up. This is for real. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> this works. Um, you know, so... Um, so I had this experience in grad school with, and, and he not only tried to make me stop performing, but he really started yelling at me, um, mm. like, um, and not just about performing. And it was just about like, I guess in his mind, I suddenly became that person that needed to be yelled at. And mm. it was traumatic. I've never in my life needed to be yelled at for anything. And in my mind, I yeah. was going above and beyond. There was never 
a conflict. There was never like I never had to miss a class because I was performing or mm -hmm. any of that. Yeah. You know, that wasn't the issue. It was just that he saw me as somebody that needed to be, you know, beaten up mm. verbally. Um, and That's so, it, yeah, you know, it, it went from from bad to worse to to just like, mm. oh, I'm I, sorry, it, that, that's very unfortunate. And uh, that's 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 just terrible. Yeah. So it, um, I guess you could say it all worked out, uh, yeah. you know, because obviously I'm, I'm, I'm back into teaching, but it, I didn't pursue a full time teaching job for 15 years after that. Experience. Wow. OK. Yeah, I, I did not go into the classroom. I, I guess I. Uh, I don't know whether it was that I lost respect or that I associated the music classroom with that person and I was feeling rebellious, like, heck no, I want nothing to do with you. Well, and so then after I got my, my master's in, in music for Ed, I was only a few credits shy of getting a second degree master's in performance. Okay. So I did that. And, uh, and then I think I was thinking, well, they seem to be having a lot of fun. Maybe I should just do what they're doing. I thought that there was this huge divide between my ability and you know, a performing job, you know, mm -hmm. I perform life. I didn't think that I had that, but then here I am getting a master's degree. I'm up there with everybody else and they're doing it. So why don't I do it? So I moved to DC and I started freelancing and teaching private lessons. Okay. I did Great. not get it. I did not go into the classroom, but the irony is that because I wasn't tied to a day job, I had, and, well, and all the hours that go into that, yeah. I had the flexibility to go um, to uh, all these master classes and workshops and, mm. and conferences and clinics and things with just, I, I, I still loved pedagogy. I just didn't want to do it in the classroom, right. I guess. But um, that was where I really felt like I, I just did this in-depth, just real study of mm -hmm. the mechanics playing and you know when you're teaching private lessons it's not the same dynamic as a classroom no there's so many different things you have to worry about and yeah, yeah. you don't have the behavior issues yeah. and the management and the you know flow <laughs> so, it's a lot less crazy wow it's, yeah. it's a million times less yeah. crazy so i had the flexibility to, to to sort of foment some ideas and try things out and mm -hmm. um that was where the rubber band things came from that yeah <laughs> that, we've, that we use now um yeah, the, the, and the student that I, I always tell the story, the student that I came up with for the uh, the rubber band, uh, for the, anybody listening doesn't know what Charles and I are talking about here, uh, we use rubber bands on the frog of the bow as a seatbelt to keep the fingers yep. down around the frog of the bow. The student that I came up with that idea for uh, has now graduated not only from, I think it was New England Conservatory, he has an artist diploma from Juilliard. Wow. <laughs> rubber bands, it was all because of the rubber bands, Anne-Marie. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just, it just makes things easier, you know, when I, yeah. when I do that. And, and that was in a private lesson setting. So what I've had that idea, in a, if I had been, you know, like crazy in a school job, I don't know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, so you can say that, you know, things have worked out. I, I did obviously become, you know, an orchestra teacher later on. And now, when did you start uh, your, your uh, public school career? That was after I had kids. So I was okay. a mom for a while and, and teaching private lessons worked beautifully for that. So mm -hmm. my husband 
home from work and he would take care of the kids and I would be teaching my private lessons. Yeah. And that was, that was a lovely balance. You know, it kept me from going straight crazy as a new mom. <laughs> well, you know, and that's, uh, that's what it's all about is, is figuring yeah. out that balance, you know, balance, and uh, right? sometimes the public school gigs will work for people at, at certain times. And sometimes they just don't, you know, work out right. time-wise. And um, right. so the great thing about being a teacher is that we can do the private lessons. We can, mm-hmm. you know, if you enjoy that, some people don't enjoy private teaching uh, <laughs> and they only like, uh, you know, teaching groups and some type people the opposite, but you got to find hmm. what you love, but that's great. Yeah. That, that worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So that worked great. And, but then when they started uh, going to school, you know, mm-hmm. uh, after age, uh, I wanted to be more busy during the day and to be more free in the afternoons, right. which I know that they would laugh when they hear that now, because I'm just busy all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't always work out that you just got the, you know, the eight to three thing and then we're home and, no, you know, that's not how that goes at all. Yeah. It's, it's it's you know, well for me it's seven to seven to two thirty whatever. But you yeah, know, right. then I can, I'm, I'm on my laptop, like you know, I, I might be home, but I'm still working. But right. anyway, and it's um, always in your head when you're yeah. in school, like oh, what's next, or what happened today, or what I have to, what do I, have, you know, what do I have to do? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just just around the clock job. Yeah. Yeah, but um, so yeah, I, I started teaching in the, in the schools um back when my kids were, were first starting school, and now okay. my daughter has just graduated from from high school and is going to college in the fall. Oh uh, my goodness! So yes. how how is that? Uh, how does that feel? Like that's got to. <laughs> I mean, I know it goes fast because my son's going into high school, and it feels like yeah. just a few years ago he was you know t- getting on the kindergarten bus for the first time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it. It's a little bit surreal, but um, she's a very mature and responsible, reliable kid, and I'm I'm just so excited for her to to um, excel and explore opportunities. And what's she gonna uh, major in? She's actually interested in psychology. Okay. So, um, you know, she played violin all through high school and had a wonderful experience. And I, I hope that she'll continue to play a little bit in college. But it's, uh, but she's she's interested in pursuing psychology. And cool. I'm like, great. All right, a non-musician. Yeah. <laughs> we need someone to support us in our old age. Is she gonna go far away or close to home? Uh, she, she's going to uh, to James Madison. So okay. it's about a two-hour drive from here. Perfect. Um, great school. Everybody that uh, talks about it loves it. You yeah. Know, just, the best things to say and um so i'm i'm really excited for it good that's so that's that's exciting and then your other you have one more or two more yes i have a just a a son who is uh he just finished his freshman year okay uh, he's he's a up-and-coming french horn player ah nice he uh yeah he my husband is a a trombonist he was the uh, lead trombonist of the airman of note for that any jazz uh, people out there that might know the the uh, air force jazz band but uh so when i tried to make my son a cellist my my husband said no 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 you got it you already got the string player let me make this one (laughs) um and actually he didn't play an instrument for a while but then uh, i was conducting a youth orchestra and he would always hear me say i can never find french horn players and finally after a while he said well, what was that instrument you say you can never find a french horn he said i think i want to play that <laughs> yay and so, yeah. you know, of course you know with a good ear he, he's like you know he picked out five songs the day he picked up the french horn you know he's like nice oh that's so great yeah so he's does he do marching band or no marching band? Yes. Okay, so that's he busy loves time. It. He's yeah. all in. He plays mellophone in the marching yeah. band. Yeah. Yeah. So freshman year of high school, and he's he made like top band, top this, top that, and he made it into the senior. He got first year in senior regional orchestra his freshman year of, of high school, and everybody's like, "What? Who's that's this great!" Kid? You know? Wow. So, 
So yeah, we're, we're, we're all real proud of him. He's very so cool. Good. Very cool. And then, um, so how, uh, how are things going at your school or what are you looking forward to? What are some things that you're looking forward to at your school this year? Um, just, uh, I feel like, well, so I, I moved to the school in 2019 just oh, okay. COVID, uh, because I had been in Maryland and, uh, we moved to, oh, uh, moved right. to Virginia 2019, uh, and then COVID hit. So, <laughs> you know, my first year I was so overwhelmed. I mean, in my old district, all we had was email and, and like the, the, the grading system. I, we, then I moved to, to Fairfax and all of a sudden I'm learning, you know, Google everything, yeah. Google Drive, Google Classroom, you know, Google Meet and, and, uh, I just, <laughs> and it was just so overwhelming and then COVID hit and then we all had to relearn how to do everything. <laughs> you know? So, um, so that I'm, you know, this, this was the first kind of normal year, you know, we were back in the classroom right. and we, we were from start to finish and I feel like I'm just getting better at my job and I Good. Always get better at our jobs, you know, but feeling more of the, um, you know, the, the swing, the momentum of planning and, yeah. and, uh, and all of the things that go into the, the teaching year. Yeah. Um, so, uh, no, that's, yeah. that's, that's, but I, I agree. I mean, I, I think last year was the most normal year and then I'm just looking forward to like more normal years to bring back, you know, and, and being that I have high school, it's four, you know, four grades. So I can definitely tell like my juniors and seniors, you know, that was, a uh, they're still products of that COVID time, you know? And mm-hmm. so, um, uh, at least starting their instruments, you know, cause like next year I have 20, I have 20 seniors and I have 30 juniors and then I got 55 sophomores and 55 freshmen. Like, so like it, it's definitely, um, I need a few more years to like really not say, you know, weed out the COVID kids, but just to have a normal, a normal cycle, I should say, you know, mm-hmm. would be, yeah. would it's, it's exciting. So that's what I'm most excited about is, is just having like another normal year, to continue yes. to build the the, the mm-hmm. kids up and, and give them that experience again and maybe some mm-hmm. new things and add on uh, a little bit more than I did was able to do last year. You know, mm-hmm. so that's, that's what I'm yeah. really looking forward to. Yeah. Always, always working on projects. I know, I know you and I are both that way uh, yeah. with our videos and yeah. uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to put the time into doing another video, but uh, I know that during COVID we learned how to do uh, like I was using Adobe Premiere Pro to, to make a, like my, my key signature videos. And yeah, I, those I, were great. Uh, and let me, um, let me go ahead and pull up, um, your, uh, website real fast. I, I have it here. Um, oh, I, it I is called, um, it's, it's on screen now and you can't see that, but okay. everybody that's uh, watching can, it's called strings in the classroom.com. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, tips, ideas, and resources for string teachers. You have, um, um, a bunch of free resources and some videos on there. So everybody should mm-hmm. check that out. Um, there's a little bit about Anne on there. Um, tell us about your book, which I have pulled up on the, uh, the screen now too. It's called basic string technique, practical guide to string instruction. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. Thank you. Um, so I, I always almost feel like I have to preface what I'm saying by, by almost apologizing for writing a book. Like, Oh, why did I feel like I needed to write a book? (laughs) I, I, you know, there's the past tense. I, I, uh, I loved your book what do you call it? Past perfect. I have loved your book. Past passive aggressive tense. I love that you thought that you should write a book. Um. <laughs> well, you know, uh, it, it, I've always I thought that I wanted to do it. And it, for me, it just, I have so many things that just, it was hard for me to organize, but, um, and maybe I'm just not there yet. Um, right. But 
you know, I, I love looking at different pedagogy books because yours yes. is great. Rebecca's and Michael Hopkins and obviously, you know, Bob Gillespie's has been out for a long time and all the and then uh, Carl Boots book is amazing, too. Like there's yes. so many great books out there and there is you know, everybody has their little twist of how they do things. And, you know, some of the things are the same in every book. But yeah. at the same time, it's really cool to see the different uh, the different viewpoints. And how those mm-hmm. how those things are. Well, the the reason that it came about was because the county where I was teaching in Maryland uh, could no longer afford to pay um, itinerant string teachers to go to some of the smaller elementaries, and they were going to have to change to um, general music teachers teaching beginning strings. Wow! Which we just like cringe, and you know, we feel like that's going to be the death of the program. And uh, you know, I argued about it as much as I could, and and tried to say, isn't there another way? Can we please find some money? And uh, no, it, it needed to be that way. So, um, but they said, but we'll, t- we'll pay you. We want to pay you to teach them how to teach strings. Okay. And I finally thought, well, okay, if I can teach, you know, a room full of beginner, you know, fifth graders how to play, I should be able to, to work with other, you know, musicians, even though they're not instrumentalists necessarily. Um, so I started working with the teachers and I started talking to them and, and teaching them and trying to develop some, um, some resources for them because at the time, all of those books that you just mentioned, they weren't out yet. Um, oh, and you, yeah. You book was was out I didn't know about it um mm-hmm. I, I don't know when that came out but I didn't know I mean if I had if I had had his book I probably would have just handed that to them and said here you go <laughs> right but, um I I didn't have any resources and so I just started writing stuff down and taking pictures and, and finally somebody said this is really good you should try to try to get this published so I I thought okay that's kind of a good idea maybe I should do that so I I, kind of, I finished it all out and you know I'm, I'm writing it and and taking pictures. And for a while, I thought I was just going to self-publish. Um, I really did not think that it would get picked up by a publisher. Um, and one year I just happened to be at Midwest with my husband because he was there for uh, the Airman of Note playing at Midwest. And, okay. uh, and I, I was just kind of along for the ride, you know, it was like, okay, free room. Sounds Chicago. Right. Christmas, yeah. You can't, you can't beat it. Uh, <laughs> when you have a corporate sponsor at Midwest. Right. Sure. Yeah. So all right, Midwest, <laughs> here we go. So I had my book with me and I was walking around and, and, uh, and I talked to some of the different publishers and lo and behold, Kendor publishers, uh, were interested. And so we had a few meetings back and forth and they ended up publishing it for me. And, and I just like complete shock. That's great. So I, I am hugely indebted to them and, uh, and, and honored that they chose to, to publish my book. Um, but I think what kind of sets the book apart is that, uh, first of all, I have tons of pictures in the book that not only show how you're supposed to do things, but also what some of the typical bad habits are. That's great. It really is designed for the teachers who are maybe new to string teaching. Um, but I mean, you know, there's, there's ideas and, and, you know, my, my thing with the rubber bands and the way I make pinky cups and things um, that even veteran teachers, if they've never seen that idea before, yeah. might gain from, but um, it really was designed for, uh, you know, to be just as, as practical and useful as possible. Tons of pictures, um, you know, checklists and, and things. Um, it really is, uh, the basics of what you would need for the first year, um, you know, d- depending on your program, first year to sure. year and a half. Um, and it's, it's just, but it, it's concise. It's not huge. It's, I forget how many pages, uh, it, you know, but it's, it, it's not a huge volume. You, and you can kind of look at it and see from the pictures, oh, well, that's what you're supposed to do, you know, and, and then read the description, but it's all, you know, just kind of yeah. short to the point. Um, so that's nice. That's- yeah. And, 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 uh, like I said, uh, it's, it's just nice to have different viewpoints 
and mm-hmm. maybe you pick up an extra tip on one particular pedagogical strategy or technique, right. you know, from, mm-hmm. from each new book uh, that comes out. And um, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, with having a lot of different resources out there because um, more to choose from. Um, yes. And I, yours is pretty concise. It's not crazy, crazy long. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there are also some um, texts out there that are just a little bit longer, uh, like mm-hmm. like Michael Hopkins is like two thick <laughs> volumes. It's it's like the Bible of books, yes. you know. So if you really want like a lot of in depth on his website and his YouTube channel is just amazing. Yes. But uh, so yeah, so there's lots of different. I think it's great to have lots of different resources. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. But, but so I'm, I'm, that. yeah, thank you. And yeah. At the time, I thought you know you can go into any Barnes and Noble and have 25 books on how to bake a cake, but <laughs> why is there not any books on yeah. teaching? You know, absolutely. Uh, all, all the books that I had were you know mostly just for violin pedagogy, not you know for the classroom. Yeah. Uh, the the book that I had used in grad school, I, I went and found that was written in 1971. <laughs> I mean, it was right. Like, and, and it was they're a little outdated yeah completely outdated and, and yeah. it was like way too thorough in some respects and way too vague in others it just like mm-hmm. it, it was you know it, so i i thought all right we need to do better and i i'm glad that it's not just mine that's out there now i'm glad that there are tons yeah. of people, so and i i own them all i i'm a i'm a pedagogy just like you know if i know I I buy it, you know, I'm always same, same. I, yeah, I, I, it evolves. I, I change. like, there's some things in my book that I don't do it that way anymore. Or I, you know, I'm, I'm learning new, better ways of doing things. Have you had anybody write to you and say, Oh, this is not the right way to do it or anything like that? No. Okay. I wasn't sure. Cause there's always, there's always skeptics, you know, and people were like, well, I could do, I would do it this way or that way. Right. You know, no, no one is. Um, I did seek out other people's uh, feedback as I was writing it yeah. because I thought, you know, I know what I know, but what, what is the point of view of other teachers? So I did shop it around and try to get other people to look at it. And they, they gave me some, some pretty serious feedback at the yeah. time, but not so well, sometimes, anybody. Sometimes it's one of those wrong. things like, I know how I explain it. Does that make sense to you? You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. That's great. That's great. So, yeah, so that's um that's uh, through Kendor. Kendor has been sold to Excelsia, but um. Oh, okay. So I, I guess I missed that one. I didn't mm-hmm. realize Kendor was okay under. Yeah, Kendor is under Excelsia, but Excelsia is still selling it. Um, yeah. but I also sell it on Amazon because okay. um, uh, well, Kendor wasn't. I don't. I don't think Excelsia does either. Um, sell on Amazon, but I wanted teachers to be able to just you know, go on Amazon and type in you know. Yeah, violin, and so. I have your website pulled up again here. And so, yeah, if you go to uh, strangesintheclassroom.com, you click on book and you'll see right away there's a big old button. Click here to order from Amazon. So uh, that's the easiest, probably the easiest way to get it then. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I would, I would, um, so, uh, so Great. yeah, that's, that's and, out there. And your resources are, uh, I'm just looking at some of your handouts here. Uh, you have your note reading ladder. It's a PDF uh, download. We can check it. Oh, that's really cool. I like that where the alto clef is kind of in the middle and they have all the letter names there. That's great. Um, and these are some uh, neat resources that you'd be able to, uh, you know, reproduce and give out to your kids, your, your fingerboard maps. Um, these are like JPEGs that you could use um, on your smart board or just put up on your projector or even print out, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I print those out for students because uh, as far as the fingerboard maps, it is, it is, wildly eye-opening to recognize how our students are so confused by what the notes are on their instrument. You yes. think, 
we've taught this. We play these notes day in, day out. Surely they know this, but you put that fingerboard map in front of them and have them fill it out and they are wildly confused. Uh, maybe I'm telling them <laughs> myself, <laughs> I'm a terrible yeah. teacher. No. Um, but you do but, have some of those kids that are the uh, visual learners, you know, that need something like this. That yes. it, the, the vantage point of a violin or viola player is so odd because it's just, you know, it doesn't make it. It's not very good for the eyes. This is right. great for the eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so there's that. Um, and I actually, I'm planning on putting some more resources on it very soon. I haven't updated my website in a very long time, but uh, I'm actually doing. Uh, I'm very excited. In, in about two weeks, I'm going to be doing a uh, an eight hour professional development session for the teachers in Gwinnett County, Georgia. Oh, in Gwinnett. So, oh, great. Yeah, you're yep. just about the road. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they asked me to do an eight hour professional development. And at first I thought, oh, man, I don't know how I'm going to fill eight hours. And now that I'm writing out all my slides and things, I'm like, wow, I really hope I can get this all in in eight hours. Right. I well, that, that was my thing when I went to Alaska is they were like, yeah, you're going to do four days and it's eight to four with the lunch break. I'm like, how am I going to do eight to four for four days? But, uh, you know, I used pretty much gave them everything I had. Yes. One. And then two, it was. Um, my camera's very blurry right now. Um, two, it was, we had a lot of great conversations just like talking about like their, their uh, successes and their problems and mm -hmm. things that they could do. So it was really cool. It was a really great. cool experience. Yeah. yeah. Trying to get. My yeah. I, uh, so I'm, I, I have some things that uh, I'm, I'll probably be uploading to my, um, to my website very soon, some more resources and, and also slides, like how I, you know, how I teach rhythm or how I do uh -huh. um, teach playing at the frog of the bow. I have like a whole slide deck about, you know, playing at the frog. It's kind of, it, it's goofy and silly, but the kids get really into it. And, um, you know, so I just thought I, I, I'm happy to give that stuff away. So I'll, I'll be putting it on my website really soon. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I agree with you though. Like keeping the website up to date is a challenge, you know? Uh, and, and I have uh, things that I would like to put on my website that I just haven't been able to do um, yet. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, I definitely understand where you're coming from on that <laughs> as far as yeah. keeping well, it, it takes, up to date you know, and the newest it, it, and greatest. Yeah. It, it takes, um, it, it takes a deadline, right. You yeah. know? Uh, so right. because, you know, I know that I have this session in two weeks and I want it done by then it'll get done. Yeah. Otherwise, I would just, you know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I should probably be updating my website. Right. And that's that's uh, that's a great thing about doing the presentations is that you have that that little deadline, because I'm doing a, a little one for our Cobb teachers as we go back to school, just like a 20 minute thing. But I have to have those slides turned in by the by Monday. And mm -hmm. uh, for ASTA, we have to have our slides turned in by Monday for the virtual summit. I'm doing oh, a right. section of the virtual summit um, and then um, a couple of Ohio State. So I got, you know, some deadlines coming up for this, yep. just the next few weeks too. So I get that. Yeah. It yeah, definitely, yeah. uh, uh, puts you, put, makes, makes you work even in the summer. Yeah. 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 So. But I, I love, I don't know. I, I, I hate being busy. Um, I mean, I, I hate being bored. I love right. being busy. Um, yeah. and so I just love the freedom that you get in the summertime to be able to just like really invest in these projects and really, you know, think about things or mm -hmm. look things up. And, uh, I, it's my time to go back and look at all of my, um, you know, all like we're talking about all the books that we've bought, you know, you need time to actually, you know, get into them. Yeah. Them, you know, and, <laughs> it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I love all that. And just ha having a reason to do it is makes it even better. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, 
this has been so fun to, to chat a little bit with you and uh, get to see uh, your book and uh, your re- some of your resources and just learn a little bit more about you. And uh, uh, I hope that uh, everybody listening uh, get to, you know, if, if you want to get in touch with Anne, you can definitely go to her website. Um, and again, that website was uh, stringsintheclassroom.com. Uh, definitely check out her, her website and uh, you can contact her through the website, I believe, as well. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, and she's uh, she does PD, like like she said. She's going to be here in Georgia uh, for a couple of days, which will be great. I know the teachers up there will just love having you. Uh, some great folks up there, Sarah Ball and uh, Amy Clement and uh, uh, my my former student, David Metrio, whose group is going to Midwest this year. I'm super proud of him. And um, But great, great, just amazing folks up there. So mm-hmm. you're you're gonna have a blast. Uh, they're just a lot of fun. Great hospitality, and they will they will take care of you for sure. Great, I'm looking forward to it. I can't yeah. wait. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your summer and uh, get some so take some take some time to relax. And uh, when do you start back to school then? Um, not till August. Yeah. So I mean, we we just got out mid June. Oh, so. okay. So you'll start late August. Um. Yeah. I, yeah. You don't. I, I, I won't make you think about it. You don't have to think about it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just You're just. Just you, you. You just know that you have a lot of it's, time left. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. mid August, and we'll you know we'll yeah. figure out the date. We'll see. My days are definitely limited. We start school with kids August first. So, um. Oh, but but we get out before Memorial Day, and uh, our district, especially in Cobb County here, we do some amazing breaks. We have a the third week of September off. Wow. Yeah. Then we have the Thanksgiving week off. We have our, um, yeah. our two weeks uh, in December off, and then we get another break uh, the third week of February, hmm. full week, wow. President's week off. Wow. And then we have our spring break the first week of April, and then we get out. So it's really wow. great for uh, reducing that burnout. Yeah. With students yeah. and teachers. Um, so, oh, yeah, yeah it, it, and sometimes the breaks, uh, you know, the bet, the problem with breaks, and this is, I think, any break is that you have that little bit of time before the break where kids check out. And then when they come back, it's like the groggy time where they're like they're trying to get them refocused, you know. So mm-hmm. um, but I, I'm not complaining because it's it's uh, really a great schedule. So yeah, but we do have, we do have to go back in July with our teacher meeting. <laughs> So, but anyways, you guys, uh, and thanks again for being here. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it. It was great uh, chatting with you. And um, I'm going to sign off. This is the uh, the last episode, I, I believe, for the summer, unless something crazy happened. But um, I appreciate uh, everybody being here. And uh, we will catch you guys next time on the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. For resources and more information, visit orchestrateacher.net.